Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Happy New Year to you all. I hope you all had a lovely holiday season and are now ready to hear some more real life paranormal experiences. But before we get into today's story, I need to give a special shout out and thank you to our new Patreon subscribers who are Cynthia Stanford, Erin Dart, Helen White, Mark Wilson, Charlie, Brittany Gonzalez, G. Brandolino, Hannah Barton, Carl Phillips, and Jenny Carlson. Thank you all for joining the Patreon. I am most grateful. If this is something you are interested in, you can find the link to our Patreon page in this episode's show notes or simply go to patreon.com forward slash scary a paranormal podcast. By becoming a patron, you'll get access to exclusive Patreon only episodes, ad free main episodes, not to mention you will also be supporting the show and helping it to continue. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's story. I grew up just outside Eugene, Oregon in the 1990s. I was one of the most introverted kids you could meet, painfully shy. My bedroom was my personal sanctuary. It was a place where I could escape from the outside world and people. I had that typical 90s bedroom. The walls were painted pale blue in colour and had that white trim that ran around the room. That classic look and those horrendous multicoloured curtains that went out of style pretty much immediately. To this day, my bedroom looks exactly the same. My parents are resistant to change, a trait that I unfortunately seem to have inherited from them. My mom always had a bit of a wild streak in her. 
she was always trying new hobbies and trends. And during the 90s, there was a resurgence of interest in Wicca. And Mom became particularly fascinated by it all. I was around nine years old at that time. I remember her completely immersing herself in learning all about the religion and practicing weird rituals. But this was typical mom, completely lost in the hype. Her cycle was latch onto a new trend, spend a load of money on the trend, drive dad completely crazy, become disinterested, then latch onto a new trend. When she was practicing this, I literally thought she would be able to change the color of my hair like that girl in the film, The Craft did. So naive. Mom was always eager to try new things and explore new ways of thinking. Her interest in Wicca was just one example of this. I didn't necessarily share Mom's fascination with the world of Wicca, but I did enjoy that sense of adventure and curiosity that she brought into our household. As I grew older, I began to experience some medical issues that would significantly impact my life. Eventually, I was given a diagnosis of a tumour on my kidney known as Wilms tumour. This type of tumour is relatively rare. It's typically found in children under the age of five, but in my case it was not discovered until I was much older. A diagnosis of a Wilms tumour meant that I had to undergo surgery and chemotherapy in order to remove the tumour and ensure that it didn't return. It was a difficult and, I can imagine, trying time for my parents. The treatment left me feeling really weak and drained. I can't imagine going through something like that with my own child. The treatment lasted for quite some time. It meant I lost a significant portion of my childhood. I wasn't really able to engage with many of the activities that other children my age were able to do. I was just so tired. At the time, I didn't really fully grasp the severity of the condition or the toll it was taking on my parents. Years later, Mom told me that the doctors weren't sure if I was strong enough to survive this whole ordeal. It's hard to know if this brush with death had any lasting impact on me, but I do have more anxiety about it now than I did at the time. Fortunately, I was able to recover, and a sense of normality returned to our home. During my treatment, I would experience night sweats and terrible nightmares for a period of time. One night I woke up from a nightmare absolutely covered in sweat. In my room were two shadows or outlines of people who I thought were my parents coming in after hearing me tormented in my sleep to try to wake me. So I immediately started to relay my nightmare, what it was about. and Then I noticed that these shadows were moving around my room looking like they were searching for something, going into my closet, then leaving. I remember being in mid-conversation telling them about my nightmare and then watching them leave my room and thinking, how rude, 
and then wondering why they didn't speak or weren't coming back. After a minute I got out of bed to see where they were and found them both fast asleep in their bedroom. This was the first time I ever experienced shadow-like figures in my room after having a nightmare. My parents comforted me that night, told me that I was having a nightmare and burning up and my mind was playing tricks on me. It made sense. I believed them until I started seeing these figures at least once a month in my room, replaying the same movement. I could never see their faces. If I turned on the light, there was nothing there. Just the shape of two people moving around. No sound. Another night I woke up from a nightmare and saw these same shadows and turned my back to them to face the window. And that's when I saw a shadow slowly walk by outside my room, stop at the window, as if they were looking in and then continue on. Of course I woke up the whole house, scared the crap out of everybody thinking we had some sort of creep outside but there was no tracks in the snow outside my window. Nothing. I'd soon find out that this was another, I guess you could say, cast member to the shadow show. These figures didn't seem to see me or notice me in any way. The shadow at the window, however, it was more of a slow walk than a stop, then a continue. I don't know if I truly believed it was something paranormal. At the time, I was taking a lot of medication and I remember my dad telling me that the medication can sometimes make you see things that aren't there. Nothing ever came of it. It was all purely visual. We never had any weird things happen in the house. There was no sounds or things moving. My parents said they believed me, but I wouldn't have believed me, to be honest. As time went on, I grew up, went off to college. Of course, I'd be still back in my old bedroom from time to time. And sometimes when I was back in my room, I'd see them. Other times, nothing. Outside of the family home, I can't say I ever saw spirits or whatever you want to call them no weird psychic stuff I have one sister the age gap between us was nearly 10 years she felt more like an aunt to me than a sister we're still close but not what I imagine sisters with a similar age would be after she gave birth to my niece my parents naturally wanted to visit her She invited them to stay with her for a couple of days and they asked me if I would house sit for them. They hated leaving the house alone, afraid that it would get burgled. It's somewhat remote, so it's not as if you could ask neighbours to keep an eye directly on it. Around this time, Mom had been complaining on the phone that Dad was raiding the kitchen at night and eating food and then denying it. I didn't think much of it, to be honest. She would always get on to him about the littlest of things. I agreed to stay over and mind the house while they saw my sister. Halfway through the week, I woke up to see some 
shadow activity in my room again. I remember watching these shapes move around and then turning on my side and sure enough there the shadow walked by, stopped and went on. I'm well aware that this sounds weird, that I just nonchalantly saw shadows in and around my bedroom. But when you've been experiencing the same thing for years, you become desensitised to it, to be honest. The second night, more shadow activity. The third night, more shadow activity. The same as before with the shadows in my room, but there was a difference. The shadow outside my window looked the same, but was different. I could hear the crunch of footsteps and snow something new it did the same movement as before walk, stop, look, walk on I remember laying there in bed looking at the ceiling and a few moments passed and then I heard the fridge door open in the kitchen followed by the sound of movement in there I was completely alone in the house. There was nobody else staying with me. So I knew somebody had gotten in. I remember quietly getting out of bed, grabbing my phone and immediately calling the police. There in our kitchen was a man about six foot in height, pretty slim build, long hair, beard, eating food from our fridge, talking to himself, mumbling. He never saw me. The responders on the phone told me not to confront him and just to go quietly back to my bedroom and find a place to hide. So I did. I went back and got underneath my bed and stayed on the line, absolutely terrified. When the police came, I heard them shouting and ordering to place his hands behind his head. Then two policemen came into my bedroom, rushing around. And then I realised that their movements were the same as the shadows that I had seen for years. I stayed under the bed, watching their feet moving, knowing where they would go next. I was completely frozen at the thought that I had seen this before and watched them leave the room before I could even manage to utter the words, I'm here, I'm here. The guy they arrested was not from the area. He had been moving through towns and had a few screws loose. We later found out that he was wanted in two states for grievous bodily harm. They had found a knife on him and a set of tracks that led around the house. One stopping outside my window. And then we found out the most terrifying part. He had been sleeping in our garage in an area where we had a lot of storage boxes. Our garage had a connecting door to the house that we never locked. The police said that it looked like he had been sleeping there for maybe two weeks or more and nobody knew 
It wasn't my dad eating the food in the nights, he was. He had taken the spare key belonging to the back door and was coming and going as he pleased. My parents never noticed the spare key missing and mom thought dad was stealing food at night. If I hadn't listened to the responders, it could have been a very different situation. They said startling him could have caused him to attack. The shadows and figures that I had watched in my bed as a child for years were a scene not from the past but from the future. And the most unnerving part was that shadow that I saw at my window for the final time was actually the man returning home, clearly knowing I was in my bedroom and I presume trying to look in to see if I was asleep. My advice, lock your doors and get a family dog. Thank you, Donna, for sending in your real-life paranormal experience. If you have your own paranormal experience that you would like me to narrate on the show, you can send it to scaryaparanormalpodcast at gmail.com and it might just get read out. As always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Make sure you are following the show so you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate and review the show and tell a friend. Until next time. Join me for another episode of Scary.